138 of the more the official and unofficial course we podcast and i am arturo padilla the guy behind the face and with me always is mr nick valdez tex how are you man how you doing uh, oh man howdy everybody howdy arturo we have a busy week this week yes we do yeah, we're, we're doing we're doing some cleanup and some catching up over everything that's happening in january right so let's let's get jump right into the let's coming attractions it. this week so for this week coming attractions uh starting off quick with invincible we got like a little teaser promo thing a little scene really talking about that it's season two is officially coming this year yeah which is great yes absolutely you know, we we talked about the first season here, right? And like, we both like absolutely loved it. I, I can't wait, right? Yeah, um, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, I know I'm a fan of the comic books. I know Texas is a fan of the comic books. I know a bunch of you mm-hmm. folks out there are fans and have been waiting for this, especially after how uh, uh, season one, uh, you know, ended, where yeah. we're dying to see what happens next uh, with the whole clan over there. So um, I'm very excited to see what happens. According to the whole thing, um, it's uh, going to be late 2023. So I'm expecting the wintertime holiday season um, around there. Right. Um, so just, you know, hold on a little bit longer, folks, um, and we'll be right over there but uh, speaking of one that's gonna that's right around the corner right yes. um uh, the mandalorian yes. season three um coming out right in the beginning of march um we got a really really nice trailer for that man um and honestly like after the ending of season two i was super stoked um my uh my uh expectations and hype has you know have been a bit tempered throughout um you know right. especially after obi-wan i didn't see any of andor um but being a huge fan of the mandalore canon itself from the books um i can't wait to see what they give us in this one because it's all mandalore baby yeah yeah what sucks though is that you and i have to go back and watch boba fett so oh, apparently shit. <laughs> yeah, apparently, like I've been asking around, I've been asking about uh, people at work and stuff. Apparently, so Boba Fett, there are two episodes that deal with the Mandalorian, and they actually close the, they, they fill in the gap from the season two. Cause, you know, in the trailer, we already see, uh, baby, I mean, Grogu, baby Grogu, Yoda, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, who cares? Who cares? It's baby Yoda, right? Baby yeah. Yoda, everyone knows that's yeah. that. Yeah, it's Baby Yoda and Mando. I don't care what his real name is, right? Like, so Baby Yoda and Mando are back together, but apparently they reunite during Boba Fett, which is like, uh, it's such like a nonsense kind of thing, right? It's like, why would you put such a key moment in a show that- Because of this, Tex. Because uh, of this. Like, no, you know what? (laughs) These freaking guys are going to have to watch this uh, show anyway. So, all right, I'm going to have to bite the bullet and just uh, binge that real quick, you know? Yeah, it sucks. We have homework for Mandalorian Season 3, right? Like, oh, yikes. So, speaking of homework, right? (laughs) We got the the full trailer uh, that- kind of showed us everything for shazam fury of the gods and so okay yeah. first of all we're in let's let's list all these problems are yeah, sure right trailer, trailer itself is fine but that's not what i have the issue with the issue is in retrospect we have shazam coming out like four months after four or five months after Black Adam, and you know, in the old regime, no connection, but yet have the same type of movie, same type of aesthetic, right? Same lightning powers. 
all of that stuff. That's the first issue. Yeah. Second big issue is that, like, for some reason, like, Zachary Levi, the star of this movie, is suddenly throwing out his anti-vaccination status <sighs> out, out here. And it's like, wow, <laughs> you really want to take your movie, right? Like, so... You were, uh, yeah, no. that, that's a lot, right? It's a lot, and, yeah, and honestly, like, um, yeah. it's, it's either um, a planned move by him and his PR people, to, you know, to get away from DC or whatever, or it's just really dumb, just stupidity. Yeah, but you know what I mean. But um, yeah. that being said, um, let's go back to your first point, Tex. Right? Um, first, as you mentioned, the trailer. Yes, it's all right, but. I personally like. I don't like it because you just showed me the entire movie, dude. Like, I don't. Yeah, it I, was the movie. I don't yeah. need to go see this now. You know. Yeah, um, and you know, and we were already losing reasons to see it, right? Because uh, yeah. it's like we were only going to see it as part of DC's grander plan. And you know, we talked about this during our 2023 movie preview. Please go check that out. Where you know, now that DC is doing its own thing and doing a completely different thing, we got this movie here. You know, just for no reason. Like at this point, it's for no reason other than, than to be like, oh, it's a movie we can go watch, you know. And yeah, you're supposed to judge it on its own merits or whatever. But like this is on top of the fact that like it looks exactly like Black Adam, it you does. know, it, it just as, as like, a, you know, just on on the face of it. Right. Like it's like we just saw this movie. Yeah. Yeah, and just and, the, yeah. the lightning bolt symbol alone, you know, yeah. on, the, on their costumes. That alone is too much connection with Black Adam, which we just saw and learned um, almost immediately that that's not even part of the. Uh, of the future yeah. of DC, right? Um, yes. And now, as we spoke about in our preview episode, uh, uh, as text message, uh, as text uh, said, just go check that one out. We spoke about how we have three releases this year alone that don't fit in the grand scheme of James Gunn's vision, which is Shazam, Flash, and Aquaman 2, right? Aquaman at the very end of the year, too, which is like, I don't need that at the end if you're not going to, you know, fucking, you know, stretch that out to other stuff. But so... um. Again, uh, this is a bridging conversation we had in the previous episodes of The Morgue as well, um, pretty much sprinkled in throughout the Marvel talk we had this past summer, right? Where, yes. where is this all going to go? And as y- you mentioned, Tex, uh, now we get this trailer, which is just full of just stuff that we like, okay, there's nothing new here. Like, you are willing to put this out in theaters, but w- you're not willing to even give Batgirl a chance, right? Even on, yeah. a, even on a streaming platform. So this which, kind of... Which- Dude, yeah, it, it's it kind of wild, right? It makes, yeah, it, it definitely yes. makes the the showrunners over there. It makes them look fucking weird, dude. Because it's like, wait a minute. So you're over here pushing this out to theatrically, you know, theatrically, not even on HBO Max. Like you're willing to do this, knowing that James Gunn, he's clearly stated this is like, yeah, it's just out there. This he has no part of this whatsoever he has no part of the flash whatsoever no yeah, part of aquaman it, he's he's got and, out he's got out of his even, way to even like say hey flash happened before i showed up like yeah I mean? and and even even if shazam is a part of the new dcu or whatever it is that. like i don't like that either because this is the thing yeah we talked about this before if you're gonna go through the trouble replacing superman why would you keep shazam right it's like why would especially you especially superman we are not worthy cavill you know what i mean yeah, like and you know and especially 
Shazam, like anti-vax Shazam over here, you know, and, you know, the less said about what's happening with the Flash, the better. But it's like, you know, at least when that movie comes out, they're going to say, oh, it's a new Flash, new universe, whatever, right? Yeah. You see, like... No, even then, no, because <laughs> the, the whole point of that Flash movie was to actually make that yeah, new was universe, to, right? Was it, to make it, it was yeah. to reset everything via Flashpoint, right? Yeah, that's why Michael Keaton's in it. Yes. That's why that's why Affleck was supposed to be in it, right? Like, yes, dude, he was going to be the connecting thread with that girl. Yes, you it know? was supposed and to be the like, yes. hey, let's start this thing off. You know, on a different foot, but on the right foot, right? Yeah, but Done. you know, so like what we get in the Flash now, um, even though we're not even talking about the Flash, we're talking about Shazam. But it's, again, it's all it's the all encompassing vision of I the mean, we're it's all encompassing vision of the decision to even release these right yeah like it's it's one of those things like it's like if you and that's the other thing too you saw how badly black adam did right it did so badly that dc was like no we're gonna announce that we're not doing this anymore (laughs) we it did so badly for them that they were like warner brothers was like nope let's put a stop to this right now and put our foot down and yet you're right, and yet we still have Shazam. And yet here we you are, have, right? You have that trailer, you know. Regardless if it's fun or not, you know, like, hey, I'm hoping for the best, right? You know, we're gonna go into this movie, we gotta watch it, we're gonna review it for the buddies at home. But at the same time, it's like, why? You know what? That's actually, it's, a, it, it, it's a gosh darn shame, only because that first Shazam was that was really solid, man. It was a solid. Movie. It was a solid yeah. movie, and it came out when when Marvel was at his like. Complete peak with Infinity War coming out. I'm sorry, with, yeah. with Endgame um, coming yeah, out. Um, Endgame. They yeah. were in, in theater at the same time. Shazam, you know? yeah. Shazam was so solid that like we were like, oh, there's a future for all this stuff yet. And look what happened, right? So, <laughs> so yes. let's, that's let's, what it was. Moving right along, yeah. folks. Yeah. Right? Moving right so along let's, to, uh, let's move along to something more promising. Yeah, right? something more so, promising, something nice and original. Um, as we mentioned in our preview episode, this is from the um, filmmaker who brought you freaky and happy death day uh we have a ghost um we finally got the first real trailer for it and you know what like doesn't look great yeah i agree it doesn't look great (laughs) it doesn't look great it's not exactly the worst no so like so that that's exactly where i'm sitting on this arturo like christopher landon we talked about him and you know he's earned the right for us to like watch these movies just on his yeah you know why because when you know what like if you go back to freaky or uh, go back to the logs right we thought the same thing about freaky we're like oh this looks different you know but you know we gave it a try because of happy death day right and because happy death day turned out to be something fun so did freaky this one i feel it might have a good core to it yeah Looks it's little, looking like a, a good kid adventure kind yeah, of thing, right? It, it looks a little not great because, like, of the Harbor ghost, right? Like, uh, David Harbor as a ghost, it looks very, like, um, you know, PBS, you know, very, uh, uh, <laughs> a very uh, a wishbone kind of stuff, you know? Um, right. So, but I but think that's, that's part of the yes. charm of that movie, probably. So, you know, also in its defense, though, I will. I do kind of cross my fingers that we'll get some kind of horror elements with it. Yeah. Because, you know, in the, in the trailer itself, yes. they show that scene of like his face falling apart. And yes. I'm like, okay, that's the kind of like, 
dark comedy thing that we got in Happy Death Day. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of brutality we got in Freaky. So, like, I'm I'm hoping we get more of that edge. But, yeah, you know, yeah. if this is a kid adventure movie that he wants to do, then, like, you know what? And another – And it's Netflix, right? Yeah, agreed. So- <laughs> it's Netflix. And, so, and something very interesting is that everybody seems to see the ghost. It's not just like, hey, I, yes. I have a ghost, you know, and, you know, I have proof and no one sees it but him or, you know, like or the kids or whatever. But, um, you know, everyone seems to see this ghost earnest. So, th- listen, it's Netflix. I'll be right here on my seat. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, you know watching seems, the movie. So, um, it seems uh, different, right? Speaking like, it of seems uh, different. Yeah. Speaking of different. Um, Yo, yes. Next okay. up. Um, and a weird turn of events for this one because uh, the new Stephen King movie, uh, The Boogeyman, it was supposed to be a streaming release actually coming out at some point really? in February. Yeah. Um, and But then it got pushed back all the way to uh, to June 2nd, which is yeah, wild. A summer a summer theater kind of horror movie. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Hey. I mentioned it in the preview episode, but I'm just curious now. Like we have a June 2nd release already and it's, you know – the end of January, and we're getting a trailer now. I would have kind of thought to kind of get just a little teaser, maybe, you know, just the underneath the bed thing, but then we got a whole trailer out of it. You know, by how much you want to bet by May, we're going to know what this thing looks like. Yeah, you full, know what? Because right? it, we're going to we're going to get the shot in the trailer, you know, where it's like the full monster reveal at the end yeah, of the movie. Yeah, so that right? concerns or, me yeah. because this is supposed to be, a, a, <laughs> um, I think it was supposed to come out on Hulu. But then they were like, okay. wait a minute, um, it, uh, it tested well. They were like, it tested so well, we're going to put it in the summertime. We're getting some very hefty competition as you go back to our episode last week, right? Where we know the summertime yeah, it's, is- It's a busy uh, summer. Listen, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Stephen King, but I'm watching Beast Wars over over Boogeyman. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. When it when, when it comes to the choice between the two, right? I'm yes. watching Beast Wars first. Yes, yes absolutely. So, so um, uh, I'm a little concerned um about the hype behind it because um Stephen King is awesome. Yeah, we all know that, but he's also been known to not really have down. really yes. good stuff either. Yes, so. let us. We've got let down with these adaptations. Like I think. Outside of what, like Doctor Sleep, and outside of like Chapter uh, or It Chapter One, mm-hmm. or like, ooh, is that where the list ends? Maybe Pet Cemetery Classic, like all the way back then. Cujo, yeah, maybe, um, you right? can say um, um, a Silver Bullet is one of them. Yeah, I really enjoy and Silver Bullet. That's a good thinner. one. <laughs> oh, dude, we, we gotta thinner. do a theater episode because that movie yeah. is we're so underrated. So yeah, we have to do Stephen King, like, uh, probably. Yeah, you know what, everybody? Put my blood let, in a pie, man. Let's, All right, and let's feed it to a, my kids. <laughs> buddies at home. <laughs> let's book a Stephen King episode uh, somewhere in the summer. So start watching Stephen King stuff. We'll we'll get into that. Soon. Yeah, we'll definitely maybe get like into a, that. Maybe like a ranking. Yeah, we'll, yes. we'll, we'll figure it out. But oh, we're gonna have to watch a lot of stuff I don't want to watch. But yes, I know. <laughs> so for you guys, because we love you. So speaking of that, right? So we have the most, uh, you know, we, we got into this a little bit with the, the preview episode, but Scream 6, yes. we got a full trailer for this. Yes. Uh, we talked a little bit about it, but I brought it up again because I want to talk about it in full. Like, yes, full we have to. We have right? to. And so, I think it deserves it because honestly, I think, um, this is the most hype horror flick of the year. Yeah. I know there's a bunch of like stuff coming out like later on, but. Listen, this is Scream this 6. This is it. All right. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like, here we are, right? 
pretty much a little bit over a year later on top of that, which concerns me very deeply. Um, uh, Unless they have some kind of bridge to the story that can easily be like, oh, okay, this is why the turnaround was so quickly because it's like, hey, it's next week. But that being said, um, I'm very stoked about the killer himself or herself or or themselves, depending who's behind the mask, right? Um, I'm very excited about that. As to the story around it, I'm still very kind of um, intrigued as to why that they're all the way on the other side of the country. The first time yeah. this and screen why, franchise yeah, went there, right? Why they're all together. Yes, you know, still. It, it's yep, no, still it's all no together. Longer, yep. Yes, it's no longer in Woodsboro, you know, and it, all the kids, the survivors from the first one are still together. You know, apparently, you know, the even hated Panettiere's Curvy's coming back. Uh <laughs> I we've talked about this at length about how we feel about her coming back and it sucks. You know, I I know people love her and, you know, she's a fan favorite and I always feel like, oh, okay, are we missing something here? Are we hating on Panettiere? But no, listen, yeah, the folks can go back to what? It's probably our first Scary World episode, right? Yeah. You know, months and months ago where we. You know, talked about, you know, the absence of Sydney in this movie and how Kirby showed up all of a sudden in an Easter egg because it wasn't something blatant that you actually saw in Screen 5. It was something yeah. somebody had to point out. Oh, look, in an interview, you know, you can see yes. blah, blah, blah. But then, like, me and Tex were a little confused and we still very clearly are, as you guys can tell, that, um, you know what's the big deal? Like, what's the big yeah. freaking deal, man? Right. Yeah. Like if it was, yeah, if it, it was important that if it was important that she survived to come back in a sequel, we would have gotten a bigger confirmation. Yeah. We would have gotten an actual, like he, you know, uh, they would have been watching a clip of her talking about it. You know, it would have been something like that. If she was integral to like the plot of part six instead of her being like, oh, here's an old character we can bring back and slot in for this role. Yeah, et that's cetera, ex- et cetera, But you, you know? just said it. That's exactly what it is. Even in the trailer, yeah, it looks like we, it went we need, we need old up, characters, right? right? Yeah. It's like, oh, we can't get <laughs> Nev Campbell back in this thing. So we got to grab whoever kind of might have survived a stab wound or two, right? So yeah, who who is also like meta, right? It's like who who could be the, you know, but, but then that's the thing too. Scream six, what's interesting? Intriguing me most about this, right, is that it looks like it's moving away from the meta stuff. It's look, it, I mean, we might move away from the comedy. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna miss that. I'm gonna miss the dark comedy stuff. But at the same time, if they can replace that with like a brutality, you know, we have a ghost face that uses a gun, you know, and it's like, okay, we, we're getting somewhere here. Like we're, yeah. you know, the ghost face, like the, the new mask looks pretty dope. Yeah. The like, age I, mask I can, looks dope. Um, yeah. I, I have a lot of concerns still about, uh, the whole Samantha character. Uh, the whole, oh, I have oh, a yeah. since side me kind of thing. yeah the fact that that was the point in the trailer right it's like oh god you know just kill her off replace her with their sister already let us enjoy jenna ortega right yeah so, like honestly as we've seen throughout the year um throughout last year <laughs> i should say of 2022 that jenna ortega was definitely by far the superior actress in that but that's a conversation yeah. we had before but like i was saying i'm still concerned about that because um i don't know how that has to 
this all has to do with how it all ties in, right? Like, what yeah. does her dark past have to do with this new ghost face, right? Because this yeah, one supposedly is. Billy Loomis have to do um, with it, right? I'm a new yeah. ghost face and all this other stuff. Like, I, yeah, I have a story concerned there, Tex. Yeah, and then there were there were even like theories about like, oh, it's Matthew Lillard's stew coming back. I'm like, no, like that would be the worst thing to happen. You know, it's like. There, there comes a certain time where you got to stop. Like, part five would have been the end of the legacy stuff. Yes, correct. Now that they're continuing mm-hmm. with part six, this is why you and I have these complaints, right? Where yep. it's like you're still clinging to the past. You're still, it, you know, you take all these leaps forward, right? It's like you move to a new city, new tone, new ghost face. You know, maybe it's a ghost face army. Who knows, right? It's like maybe there's a, a group of them. That's like out to, you know, it's like maybe there's a fan base. Maybe it's like it's Ghostface fans, right? So, yeah, I mean, honestly, like that can be probably the most logical answer to this sequel, right? Um, being that um, it brings back Kirby, right? And we know how um, uh, uh, in part four, we know how what was it? The Culkin dude, uh, the actual, yes. you know, the actual ghost face, how he was such a fanboy of the whole thing, you know? Um, yes. and, and then in part uh, five, we saw how the two killers were such fanboys and, and met up in uh, a freaking forum, you know, these two. Yeah, they met, you know? they met on Reddit or whatever yeah, it was. So maybe yeah. that's like, you know, the next ultimate step. It's like, hey, like that fan, you know, that Reddit forum or whatever, you yeah, know. now they're mobilizing. Yeah, and, that could be something. Um, but, it but doesn't no, explain but that's, them but, all again in New York, though, right? Yes, yes. Maybe, yeah, it, maybe it's like a school trip. Are they still in school? Like, that's the other thing. Like, yeah, Where's the rest of the class? <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we have a lot of questions going in. Yeah. We're obviously going to see it, you know, uh, obviously. You can't miss Scream. Of no. course, I'm going to go be there day one. You can't even. Listen, that, the minute that... I get my notification that AMC has those tickets available. <laughs> I'll be one of the first to get my seat right in the middle and, and, and split up those couples who have to get those annoying non, you know, non uh, armrest seats because oh, I split yeah. up a couple seat. <laughs> oh yeah. That, well, that's what they get. That's what they, they get. get though. You know, but crossing my fingers that it works out. Absolutely you know? folks. Um, um, we're all crossing our fingers that it does turn out for the best text. Quick question though. Do you think this is the beginning um, of uh, of a trilogy? That they're gonna put out uh, uh, with these, uh, you know, new set of characters. Well, I would have thought Scream Five was the start of it. So you know, so if, you think there's gonna be one more after this, right? A Scream yeah. Seven, right? Yeah, yeah, and then and then we'll probably get one last one after that because you gotta Scream end it kills on. and then Scream ends, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like <laughs> this one could be the start of a new trilogy. I don't know. I'm not counting my chickens. You know what I mean? Like it's. Listen, uh, I'm hoping this listen, one works after. Just kills. to wrap up this whole yeah. Scream conversation, though, like my whole thing to text is gonna be um how they're gonna solve their. Sydney Prescott situation. How are you going to write her out of this thing? You know what I mean? Don't kill her off screen. That, I swear to God. That's exactly I will, what's going to be. If they, um, if they say she got killed off screen, I will be so pissed. I won't be able to focus on the rest of the movie. I will say this straight out right now. I'm putting it on record for the buddies at home. If they kill Sydney Prescott, say it happened off screen, you know, and if they say, oh, we're in New York for like her funeral her, or whatever, I oh God, will, I, I will be so mad. I will not like the rest of the movie. I don't care what it does. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, 
I'm gonna be done, dude. Hey, I, folks. That's my answer. I hey, will be one hundred percent. We will done. bury this thing so far down <laughs> if Sydney isn't in here, um, and the you will hear it first from yeah. us. Um, and folks, next yeah. up, we got a double feature for you guys in our feature presentation here. Um, and first up, um, in our feature presentation, double feature is um a flick that came out earlier in the month, and we haven't had a chance to talk about it, and it definitely deserves a good little conversation. It is sick. You can catch it on Peacock, um, and it's um, it's a good little what eighty three minute horror movie, something like that, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it's nice yeah. and short. It gets straight to the point. Um, the story is is not at all complex. It's not bad of a story either, um, and it it just kind of. It really, really impressed me, um, especially after watching Megan in theaters and then seeing this on Peacock. I'm like, which one should have been there. in theaters? Yes. <laughs> you guys are doing yeah. something so, wrong. So as much as we can say without uh, spoiling it, uh, you know, we'll, we'll dive in. it. So uh, it's definitely like a pay for it. You know, definitely you get Peacock, use your free trial, you know, yeah. watch it with ads. Yes. Like, honestly, guys, like, listen, it's if that you guys good. have yeah. cable service out there, right? Peacock yeah. is probably free for you. All right. Just I go know. into the settings and do it because I discovered that myself. You know, as if you're a, a subscriber of a of whatever, you know, go look into that and get Peacock for free because um, it's part of your subscription service and watch this movie because it's worth it. Trust me, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the length of the movie itself, um, it doesn't kind of it take all your day to kind of digest this thing. It, um, it gets going pretty much right away. It kind of reminds me of um, of Sissy a little bit right in the beginning where they have, you know, there's that travel gap there. You know, th- then you're off to the races. Yeah, you know? it, it takes like I want to say like it's like 15 minutes, I yeah, think, yeah. Uh, in terms of setting. OK, yeah, let's get into the spoilers yeah, of it. Let's so it. so. Uh, final word on that spoiler free check out sick like check this, it out. this yeah go check it out come back and check us out you know check out the review so so i want to say it takes like 15 20 minutes uh before like just to introduce the characters mm-hmm. get them where like you said the like the the travel part like the let's get them to the setting yes right? exactly like, let's yeah, yeah let's get these characters where they need to go mm-hmm. to you know i would say to die but honestly that's that's kind of okay. So that's what I wanted to talk to you yes, about. Yes, let's talk so, about it. So I think it's the strongest element in this movie that you know there are only like there are essentially three main characters. You know yeah. the the two main leads and then the one extra dude who's mm-hmm. like mad, creepy, and stuff. But the only yeah, but only one of them dies, which yes. is just I don't know. It, it feels different. You know, you know what? It, it feels it felt, different, but it also yeah. feels right because our protagonists, yeah. our main leading ladies, we get two final girls in this one who yeah. like get their asses fucking beat in this one. You know, yeah, like they, they, they get beat they over earn, the course of an hour. Yeah, they earn their life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they yeah. earned their life token. They're like, you know what? You you earned the right to get out of this movie alive. Yeah. Exactly yeah. what we love here um, at the morgue and our corpse feed, like the sacrifice given to survive. It's like these girls, like they don't give up, like and they don't. Yes, they feel scared in the moment. They don't know what to do, but they're like, "Yo, they they're going at it." Yeah, it's like, "Hey, I want to survive, and I have to figure something out. Let's figure something out. Let's solve something. Let's be quick. Let's think quick." Like I loved it. They, they were written so well, and I think yeah, that's there's, the best part doing, of the movie. They were doing some smart stuff in that yes. movie, and. And the thing too is that's ultimately what made it such a fun experience is that 
both they were smart, but mm-hmm. also like the killers are smart. Yes. You know, well, first it's killer. Killer. Right? It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's a mask assailant, which is funny because the whole thing is yeah. sick. The whole premise of it is that it takes place during the quote unquote start of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the when we all went back into, or when we all went to lockdown in like. Written by a dude uh, who, who wrote Scream, right? Yes. So, it's <laughs> read, written by Kevin Williamson. Yeah, the multiple killer thing was, was a funky, you know, angle at the end when it all kind of uh, got discovered i'm like huh look at that yeah like a scream yeah (laughs) a dude who knows a thing or two about slashers right so the 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 whole premise of it is that you know these two girls are hanging out in a cabin for lockdown you know and the there's one assailant we get a kill right in the beginning of the movie of Mm -hmm. like some random dude you know first we don't know the connection to him right away right we're like oh which doesn't get explained until the end that oh he was he was also one of the people at this party at like a super spreader party you know so like so so the COVID stuff, we've gotten a lot of COVID in, in influenced and pandemic influenced stories over the last two years. But this is the first time where I'm like, you know what? It works. You know, yes. like we, it, it worked for the killer motivations. It worked for the killer themselves because it was the, the only mask they needed. It was the, the face mask that everybody yeah, wears. Yeah, the neck gaiters that they were wearing around, you yeah. know, little thin things you can wear all around your neck and stuff. So it worked. Yeah, which um, was super smart. Yeah. 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 Like the whole mask thing was just smart. Even that that one scene where before, you know, the woman was discovered to be one of the bad guys. She's like, hey, do you, I can't let you in. Do you have a mask? You know, yes, because yes. that's like, hey, like. She's right. I don't know who you are. You know, you could be yeah, bringing even COVID if you're into the screaming car. Bloody, yes, <laughs> yeah, even exactly. you're screaming bloody murder, so, you yes, could bring um, COVID I, in here. I think yeah. Tech said it um, exactly the way it should have. Like, um, it's the first one that smartly kind of does it. You know what I mean? Like, like you're not in like host, for example. In host, you were just kind of stuck in each person's little individual room and mm-hmm. on a Zoom call. You know, here, it's the first one where you're like, hey, this is um, during the pandemic, right? When yes. shit started going down, uh, when people, you know, had to quarantine and all this stuff and they made this story work and it's not outrageous, you know, like because it's not outrageous because um, of the time, specifically of the time where it started. That's very true. Like yeah. that's like a zeitgeist thing now ingrained in every, uh, you know, in every in everyone's memory, you know, uh, like American or international. It's global. You know what I mean? Like ingrained in everyone's, you know, memory is, hey. March 2020, dude. That's when everything just hit the fan. Yeah, you know? and we all so, we all remember those annoying conversations at first, yeah. where it's like, yeah. oh, put on your mask, and people are like, oh, I don't need that. And yeah, you know, where's your mask conversations? Yes. Uh, conversations about oh, um, uh, people are coughing and they're looking at you weird. You know, um, like all that stuff. So it made it made all this like what you th- would have seen as a crazy kind of motive it made it work man because of the heightened kind of mania you know what i mean at that point in time in the real world which makes yeah. this kind of just fit perfectly into it and i love yeah. how they just kind of did it cuz they also kept it simple too like they could have gone all wild like the the craziest they did was that uh, that early scene in the supermarket where it was everybody you know like like a lot of people involved. After that, it, as you mentioned, it just focused on these characters, like the two main characters, and then the ex boyfriend who just shows up, and then the killers. You know, right, so yes. by having them isolated, 
you know, quarantine, quote unquote, and made everything easier. Like you saw the mass hysteria and then they wrote in this cabin that was there, you know, like one of their parents were rich, had a cabin. Yeah, the, the main know? girl, uh, you know, she she went there like as a kid and knows mm-hmm. the area. And yeah. that ends up being playing into the movie itself. You know? yes. So part of what makes her smart. And it's such like it's so smart the way the movie does it is that she knows the terrain mm-hmm. around her. Like that's, that's, it's one thing yes. for a final girl to run around their house. And like, you know, we always get the scene where they're like running on the roof and running like around trying aimlessly, to get right? Just going yes. nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, but in this, but it's sick. She absolutely knows where she is, mm-hmm. which is, it's so wild, right? Like, you know, we, we get the whole scene of the lake fight. We get, we get that cool, like, you know, stabbing through the thing, but then she swims the other side. Yeah. And then, and it know, was very Friday. The thirteenth, too. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, you know, and she's hiding in the in the brush and stuff like that. It's just very cool use of terrain, very cool use of environment. You know, like a good use of the house. Like especially when we when we get to like the kills themselves. You know, because oh, yes. at the end of the day, like we at the end of the day, like a, a horror slasher movie isn't shit, right? Without good kills, without kills, you, yeah, you, yeah. And I think they're good here. Like the the one we get, like or the what was it? We get like two, three, four. I think right four, and then including the one at the beginning, maybe five. Yeah, yeah. I think overall. But when well, you, when you think about the number of speaking characters, it's only like eight, right? Yeah, movie, it's not like, a, it's, it's not a high body count, but it's a yeah. quality body count. Though. Yes, you know yes. what I mean. Um, uh, the kills aren't just um, especially in the latter portion of the movie. The kills aren't just like an instantaneous slash of the throat. It's like, no, we get into a fight and then yeah, ultimately yeah, I'm going to slit yeah. your throat <laughs> just to stop you from fighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you get these like reward kills, like fatalities after a good fight, you know? Yes. Um, and that's throughout the entire length of that cabin stay. Even with the ex-boyfriend, he put up a good fight too, you know? Like, yeah. You know, so um, they all put up a great fight. And that's exactly what I was saying before about our final girls who, you know, they, they earned their keep, man. Uh, that one who fell off and broke her leg, like she yeah. had to pretend she was dead for a while to then sneak then back into the house. She's freaking, smart enough to like do the split, right? Dude, like, she splinted her own freaking bone back into place, right? And yeah, then, yeah. you know, thought smartly enough, oh, let me see if I can get a message on the Wi-Fi real quick, right? And then the killers were smart enough to realize, hey, that someone's beeping over there, the someone's Wi-Fi. using the freaking network here, dude. Yes, yes. Oh, man. Dude, it was just, it was very smart and very surprising. This is what, like, I'm like, damn, why am I watching this on, you know, computer screen? You know, I should yeah, be watching this in theaters. That, is, that one, yeah, it's definitely like, uh, it's definitely a theatrical release, right? It feels yeah, like, like it. And I can it, compare it to the, yeah. yes. I can compare it to the quality of Hush, um, yes, a Flanagan yes. slasher Hush. Like it's that quality of movie that I would be like, yo, you got to see that because it's good. Um, and then um, as we unraveled like the motive itself, how this girl was the one who was the actual super spreader of it all. Right. Which, yeah. which I thought I'm like, you know what? It put the protagonist into this other like, hey, listen, like you're an idiot. But then again, yeah. like, hey, you know, you you. you you shouldn't still be fucking, you know, killed over it like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things, right, where it's like she it turns out she's asymptomatic and she was the, yeah, that's right. she was you know, but also it goes back to what you're saying, right? It, this this is in that time in mm-hmm. that time frame of like you it's still 
it, it's still a period where no one knew what it, like yeah. it's like you, you yeah. don't really know what asymptomatic means and what it like and then like it turns out she so it turns out she spread it to like everybody at this party and yeah. one of the party like one of the dudes she kissed ended up dying as a result of covid and this is what sparks the rest of his family to go hunt the other people at the yeah. party which yeah. is you know it, it's just a fun, simple motive, yeah, right? Like it it's, is. it's a, a, and even when, you know, the killer is doing the exposition thing, right? Like the lady following the twist reveal that she was the one that planned it or whatever. Yeah. Like even with that, the exposition dump, like it wasn't so bad either. Yeah. You know what it, I mean? I'm it, like, it, oh, this motive text, makes like, sense, right? This was one of the smartest ones. Cause as we mentioned before, throughout the pandemic and up to like, you know, through 2022, we got movies that tried to kind of, kind of vilify one side of America or not. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yes. uh, like I, I remember um, uh, that wrong turn movie, try to put this, these like force, you know, these, 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 these freaking Appalachian oh, people, like right. into like this crazy yeah. cult. Right. Remember that? Yeah. Um, and uh, in, um, what's it called? In, in Perch Forever. Right. Like, yeah. like there's been a lot of stuff throughout the pandemic that would just kind of, Hey, you're the enemy like this. Right. But this one was the first one where like, I was saying like, Hey, this girl was super spreader. She had no freaking clue. Right. Cause she was just a dumb kid, you know, but you're like, as an adult, you're like, Oh, these fucking dumb kids. Yeah. Like, at the same you know time, I mean? it's so, like, you understand like, why these people are so pissed. Yeah. You know, like, so what the hell are you doing at this party? And then putting it online. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Like on top of that too, cause she was like, well, why, like, where was his responsibility in this, right? Where it's like, he also was there. And I'm like, yep. okay, cool. So you brought it back around to, like, yes. made us root for her again. Yeah. Because, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, that's right. That's true. Of course. Like, uh, yeah, he was exactly. also an adult no at this knew. party. Yeah. Yeah, because yes. no one knew. No one knew. But, so, yeah. That's what that's what yeah. made it, you know, and then we get we get the final set of kills where, like, uh, one of, like, the dad ends up, like, falling onto, like, the, the deer antlers. Yes. And, like, one goes through his junk and the other is like it is neck and it's yeah like, ah, it's, yeah, it's, it's very <laughs> satisfying and, yeah. and and they feel so just like so heavy and impactful you know what i mean yeah. like i was saying like um it reminded me of a good video game like the fatality kills like i said right like it yes. feels you know how a good fighting game feels heavy you know that like oh, when you're practical it, too you know very what I mean? practical so like kills. um yeah. like the fights over here were just like so like like they felt one-on-one -on -one, right? just yeah. coming back and forth like like in Fresh, remember that fight in Fresh with yes. um with the Sebastian Stan and the three girls, right? Yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of that. Like that was just like a, a good a good ass fight. Same for the only thing we can actually praise um Halloween ends for that fight between Jamie Lee and Michael Myers in the kitchen. That was yes. that was a good ass fight. You know, people have learned to hey, um, it's okay to beat up the protagonist pretty good. You know, and yeah. still have them still be you know putting up a good fight as good oh, as they man. can. You know, and then and then we get the final kill in the movie, oh, and it's gosh. so it's so satisfying. Yes, it is because it, it's. And it's practical effects too. So, yep. you know, she, so the main killer lady gets lit on fire and yep. like runs out of the house and, you know, sun's coming up and it's like, it's that cool, like, it's not the yeah. sunrise shot, but it's that shot where it's like the, you know, you know, you know, the one yeah, buddies at home yes. where it's like kind of like, you know, it's not nighttime, but it's not daytime yet. It's that blue hue and you see her running and like they keep it, they keep it on this lady for a long yeah, time. It's for so a while. The, stu that the stunt person woman was who, awesome. 
Yes. So whoever was running in on fle- like on fire for like a good couple of minutes, it was like it, it felt for like a long time. So yes, yeah, dude. And then we you know we get the whole falling down and everything too. It was very like oh, so yeah. brutal. What a it was, brutal like yeah. It was very well done. And and again, that's the whole movie. You know, it was just nice. Nice and tight. Just nice um, and tight, yeah. With, nice with some awesome brutal kills, you know, um, some good fighting, some smart protagonists, two smart protagonists, two final girls, um, which was just, you know, which was great. Because you f- at first thought, oh, it was going to be this one girl who was going to live. But then she needed the help of her friend as well, you know, so they kind of needed each other to stay alive. Yeah. Which was, was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, folks, go check out Sick. Like I said, if you don't have Peacock, try and get a trial um, for seven days or something. It's worth it. Trust it's definitely us. worth it. Yeah. Yes, um, and it, folks, it's worth it with ads. Like honestly, like yeah. it's it's yeah. that much worth it. You yeah. know what? Yeah, at least you can take a little bathroom break for all the killing starts, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and next up, folks, in the second movie in our double feature today, um, it, I think it's another movie that's kind of w- worth a look. And, and this one is Infinity Pool, um, by um. Uh, What's his face? Cronenberg's son. Is it David Cronenberg, right? No, no, no. David Cronenberg is the father. Yeah. <laughs> Randy yeah. Cronenberg, right? Yeah. It's something like you, that. Anyways. Yeah, you, you buy us time, Arturo. I'm going to look this up. You, um, yeah, you set the stage. Um, directed by uh, the son of David Cronenberg. The son of David Cronenberg. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he is. Yeah, like, um, uh, yeah, Brandon much, Cronenberg. Uh, the Brandon son of Cronenberg. David what is it? Brandon Cronenberg. Brandon. So, you uh, see anyone yes. Randy or Brandon? Yeah. So Randy Cronenberg, uh, <laughs> he directed this movie and it's, it's We're what professional. You, all right. Yes. Yes. It's <laughs> you, the thing is though, you, so you and I, like we, we talked about this before we were going to review it. Right. And the, it's definitely Cronenberg. Like when you hear Cronenberg, you're yes. like, regardless of whether it's the father or the son at this point, right? It's like, oh, that this movie is definitely Cronenberg. Yeah, the son for sure <laughs> proves with Infinity Pool that uh, the Cronenberg, you know, apple doesn't fall from far from the tree, right? Because it's it's right. it's Cronenberg-y, right? Yeah, it is what it is. It's Cronenberg. Like the like the concept itself, which is what I really enjoyed and what I feel personally could have been explored a lot further, was super Cronenberg-y. It's like, dude, like you're replicating people and then just killing them. Like, dude, it's yeah, it's it's a cool like it's, it's a awesome. very cool sci-fi. It's very sort of horror premise. Like, it's not. It's horror in the sense that, like, it's, it's brutal in the, you know, what happens to the doubles, but like, it's, it's mostly a science fiction story. And like, so spoiler free, like, it's hard to say spoiler free, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait for it. Pay for it. Stay away from it. What do you say? That's what I mean. It's hard to figure it out because it's, it's so, I I hate to use the word weird, right? Because it's like weird, weird can mean a lot of things. Weird can mean good, weird can Mm -hmm. be bad. But here, weird means weird. And like, but it's the kind of weird where as like, if you're like a film buff or like, you you know, you like the artsy fartsy stuff, you know, you and I have talked about this with buddies at home. We're going to get into one next week about that for sure. Yeah, we're we're not really into the artsy fartsy. (laughs) I'm not really into the artsy fartsy stuff at all. And, you know, but here watching this movie you get you get a story like the story's there the yeah the story is there the story's mm-hmm. there the story is compelling the the i the core concept is very interesting and it but it does a lot of weird stuff but some of that weird stuff is cool so it's like 
Yeah. I think it's in that middle space, right? Of for me, it's in that middle space of like pay for it and wait for it. Honestly, check it out. Like it's one yeah. of those days where it's like watch it when you get the chance. Yeah. It's what like I, I think you should take it in just for the just for the experience of it. Just for the Cronenberg-ish of yeah. it all, right? Yeah. So no, I also agree with Tex. I'm leaning more on the wait for it side, but I understand if you want to check it out because there's nothing else right now. Yeah. Um so um if, for that purpose alone, just go check it out and let us know what you think. But um but yeah, so um like I said before, it's it is Cronenbergy and it is weird, like you said, Tex. Um, I um scored it. Well, I scored it as um, what was it a six or something like that? Yeah. Um, because I felt that uh, going into spoilers and everything, I just felt that the story they had was one that they could have fleshed out more and made into something a little bit more more actiony, more interesting. Like, so pretty much what what this is is a bunch of rich people who go to some made up you know place and yeah, uh, super made up like. Yeah. either like the Balkan Islands area or like the Eastern European area. And then they just do whatever they want. All right. And when they get in trouble with the law, they pay the law, the law somehow this little third world country has the technology to like clone you. Right. In this crazy psychedelic kind of, you know, process. Right. And, and that's the cool shit. So yes, it looks that's very ultimately, dope. yeah, that's ultimately why I'm like, you should check it out to see those visuals. Right. Yes. Where it's like, that's the Cronenberg style of it. Yes. Right. Where it's like, exactly. you, it's like, yeah, wait for it to hit home. But as a horror thriller aficionado, you should really just check it out to see what this movie does. Yeah. Because right? like, yeah. again, it's the only way to describe it. It's weird. Man, it's Cronenbergy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's these these clones just being grown in this prison, right? Um, unfortunately, you don't see that whole process happen, right? You kind of just see them yeah, pop out like in this, flashes, like, you know, yeah. like matrixy, you know, like web of a sheet or something, right? You see their face and then screaming. Um, I wish. It would have gotten his dad for sure would have gone into the intricacies of how that's going down. Right. Um, but um, uh, for our purposes here, I wish they would have kind of done something where it's like, holy shit, like this is what they're doing. This is like messed up, man. Like, like we have to like do something about this or like I honestly thought like the guy, right, because his uh, because M, his wife leaves him because he's all weirded out after okay so yeah yeah see yeah. okay see, so we right, gotta so the yeah, whole we gotta right, so just to make things a little easier <laughs> uh, the protagonist Skarsgård right he gets um he runs over somebody at night um because uh, the car's lights didn't work or he didn't see the person on the road hit somebody in the road right the people he he were with who were kind of you know yeah um, you have you have Mia Goss character who like yes. spots him she says she's so he's a writer she says he's a fan of his book you know she and her husband been start like hanging out with Skarsgård and his yeah who are like uh they're like they're not locals but they frequent that area on a yeah, regular they've been basis there, they've been yeah. there quite a bit uh they've been to this particular country that's so like it's explained to be like super barbaric it's like war-torn you know and it, it's there's still a resort but it's like you know there are barbed wire it off complete like a jail yeah. yeah yeah so so the whole thing with that is like that's it like Arturo was setting up that he eventually runs over somebody when he's drunk you know he gets sent to prison and in prison it's explained that you know he because he killed somebody the in their law that the the oldest son gets to execute them yeah as like a, yeah, as a way of for 
and I kind of thing, yes. you know, which is and, still like it's a, it's a common thing still in the real world, which is wild. Yeah. But yeah, and so the whole thing is that you know, but because he's American and because they they encourage tourism, I think that's the line that that the detective yes. uses. Yes, he, he offers him a chance to be these doubles, and so he pays to make a double, and this is where we're at now. The double gets executed, and he Skarsgård sees himself dying, and like yeah. kind of like so. This is where this is where I'm like I'm in the you should check it out camp because like Skarsgård in those moments right it's like that shot of him looking at himself dying and he's like he's got that intense stare but he's yeah. a little smile creep up a little bit like just a little bit but it's hidden behind like the way it's lit so it's like you know you can't really tell if he's like completely smiling or not but yeah. like it's yep. it's all that stuff that plays into it but then from there like you said he's he's all messed up in the head cuz he literally watched himself die he went through the double process right and yeah and then starts getting recruited by Mia Goth, who reveals that she was also a double. And they have their own group who've been, like, messing around, committing crimes, and, like, being being asshole rich people. Yeah, you know, being <laughs> asshole rich people, just paying to see their double get killed, you know? Yeah. Um, and, it, and, and it's interesting because it's like, hey, what's, what is messing you up? Is it the process of getting the double done or is it seeing the double get killed or just the, the whole thing? It probably is giving you PTSD. You know what I mean? So the whole yeah. concept is super interesting. And um, like, I feel a little shortchanged, you know, because we're going somewhere, you know, and I was like, okay, cool. I'm along for the ride. Let's see where this is going. And then it just kind of kind of fizzles out, you know, um, when everything is kind of just getting broken down again and they all have to leave. It just, you know, the story fizzles out there well, purposely. Yeah, like it is purposely. Like, that's yeah. the thing. It's it's purposely like fizzles out because it's the end of their vacation and it's played off as like oh these rich people are just going back to their lives yeah but back after, to their regular lives just normal after, like, spending, fucking people yeah after spending the summer being like complete heathens you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. like they're hedonists who like you know have a lot of sex and murder and do a lot of crime and like all you know and they just paid it like have them pushed on their doubles you know yeah. and like so in that sense the story takes this weird turn where they're also trying to recruit Skarsgård into this group. You yeah. know, it's, it's so that's I think that's where the the complications. Yeah, like, because kinda, it's like yeah. because what's the point of that? You know what I mean? Yes, like, what's the yes. point of our group? You know, like, yes. like, is there an, like, is it, are you guys a cult or something? Like, no, nah, you guys are just some friends some fucking neighbors and shit who, who, who like doing deviant shit. And then just pay to kind of brush it off. So like that's that's ultimately what it is, and it's kind of a shame, right? Like like you could have done something a little bit more. I mean, it's already special in terms of like what he's yeah. done as his first time. You know what I mean? I, I think just as like um, a viewer of movies, viewer of his, uh, and a fan of his father's movies, um, who who feel a little bit more complete at the end of everything. Um, I feel like he could have honestly. I don't know what he could have done. You yeah, I mean? because like you know, at was, the end of everything, yes. when they all leave to their own places, Skarsgård is like, you know what? I don't think I'm ready to kind of yeah, be he's normal. So, again, right? He's so messed up by this. He ends up staying behind and it's implied that you know, he probably just gives himself up, you know, during yeah. the rainy season. He lets the rain take over and all that stuff. But like there what it's missing is it's missing that that movie element of the exposition dump of like someone going, you're you're a new man. 
become a new person you know yeah. like Mia Goth says you know you know throw your your weakness away and you know stop being a little bitch you know, she's <laughs> yeah. she she takes a like she takes a she's fun tonal, yeah she takes a fun <laughs> tonal change towards the end when when Skarsgård stops doing the stuff she wants him to do and like you know she's she's very fun like uh it, People started saying, "Oh, she might be a fun Harley Quinn," and I could see that, right? Like when when she starts doing, I can doing, see like, that. I personally felt she was a little too overboard in those scenes yeah, because that's the because the change was yes. so drastic. Yeah, you know, because she starts as this like very quiet, kind of very low key seductress who ends up giving the dude a hand job all of a sudden, right? And yeah. then like. You and know? that's the other shit. <laughs> there's a okay, Cornerbergy so, weird shit, right? Yeah, so like, you know, yeah. She has this a demeanor of just like, oh, I'm a shy housewife. I'm just a fan of your book and all this stuff like this. And then oh, at the end of of her turn, like we said, you can compare it to Harley Quinn. Yeah, like she's just wild, just over the top. For me, a little too over the top for the character. I mean, I've seen Mia Goth and Pearl and X, and I've seen those performances that she has. And she has quite a range. But I think in this one, I think they kind of allowed her to do a little too much yeah, um, at the end there. Yeah, it was explained that this was their rich people plan to like to mess with the guy and like, you know, kind of play jokes on him and stuff. But then why recruit him and why make him kill him his own devil at the end of this so and that's the thing right because like it, you and i still have these questions about the you know the completing the narrative and completing mm-hmm. the concept yeah you know? and but there's so much time spent on shit that like artistically quote unquote yes. you can argue that it Great was point. necessary but to you and I, am I, I also like I could have done without the P shot, you know. Like I didn't need to see yeah. P hitting the ground. I didn't need to see the cum shot. I didn't yeah. need to see like the extended orgy, you know. Like yeah, the orgy leads into the visual shit where you know but it didn't further the, the narrative along. Like all those yes. scenes you just mentioned really didn't like it didn't further anything along. It just furthered the the optic of hey, this director you know will push the boundary. You know what yeah, I mean? Yes, <laughs> and, I'm like know, yeah. We I've seen get, shit too, you know. What yeah, I mean? and, and that's the thing, right? It's like we get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it gets to a certain point in the orgy where I was like, I get it, and yeah, it, you know, we start to get the scary visuals in there, the quote unquote scary visuals with like the masks, masks and stuff. Yeah, good masks. I will yeah, say straight up, yeah, like the, really the, awesome design on those. They, they make like these weird masks because it's like this fake culture, but each of them so distinct and really creepy looking. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like. It takes too long to get to that point. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is, that's the kind of shit where you're like, that's for the art of it, the cinema part of it. But at the same time, like, okay, I get it. You uh, see, like, like, I yeah. really liked the portions of like the kills that he extended to show, yeah. um, because those, uh, for instance, the first one, where the farmer's kid goes and just, you know, starts yeah, wailing at him. Like, close-ups, you know, right? That, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome stuff because it shows you, hey, look, like, obviously this kid's affected, right? And then yes. you go into another execution where they're all lined up, but the, it turns out to be their doubles who are lined Great up, right? Great scene. Great yeah. scene, by the way. It, it shows exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome scene. It shows exactly what kind of people they are that they just want to do this. So that furthers along the narrative of these characters and and their development. But the scenes that you particularly mentioned, like the orgy scene, the cum shot scene, the peeing on the guy, it's like, all right, yeah, we, we already know you guys are assholes, right? Like, you know, let's let's move it along. What, what do you, what is your end game? in this whole thing. And 
Like there was none really. It was just them kind of being on vacation. Oh, vacation time's over. Let's go home. Let's go take the kids to school and, yeah. and go walk the dog and blah, blah, blah. You know? And, and that's the thing. Like that's ultimately why I'm like, I also can't dismiss it completely. You know, because yeah. you know, at the end of the day, the message did get across to me. Yeah. You know, no, of, like, it did. These, yeah. yeah. And the story of the rich people messing with this dude and changing him, like fucking him up forever, essentially, right? It's like that came across to me. I like with these artsy movies. I wish there was a purpose there though. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. That's what yes. it is. Like that's why I can't really be like, damn, like I really want you guys to see this. You know, because like like there's a big question mark in there for me like what was the purpose of this because they spent so much time together right that you would think oh they're ultimately like they're like you know they're the richest people in the world or something or like these people are the ones who control stuff you know or or like oh no we're we're trying to recruit him because we want to do this with him like there was just we needed a little bit more there than just the antics and i think also what didn't really help was the the weak supporting cast we got there. Yeah, like, it was it was really just Skarsgård and Goth who like yeah, held this uh, thing together. Yes, right? absolutely, like, one thousand yeah. percent. Like Albin um, Goth is a movie husband. Like he was a weird dude. Like, um, but he was very touristy. So I got it. He's very European, you know. Um, but like the rest of the of these elite kind of you know crazy people, they really I didn't like them. I thought it really brought down what they were trying to accomplish in terms of tone, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I really, um, I have to question that decision in like, in terms of like the giving them a lot of like words to talk, you know what I mean? Like, like why do you have so many lines, you know, like Very I don't mind true. you in the background being rich and snobby and doing your little sarcastic Very rich true. people. Shit, you know what I mean? But yeah. when you're chit chatting, I'm like, yo, let me go through her work. Right. Um, Albin is cool. Cause he's the husband. So he's kind of like the, like he t- turned out to be like, uh, you know, Amir Goff is a little right-hand man. He's like, go Albin, go get me this, go get me that. Cause obviously Goff is the, you know, the head one there. So I, I really wish he would have kind of backed off a little bit and, and, and just had them shine more. You know, if you're going to do this with Goff and with Skarsgård and let them kind of, Hey, do your acting thing. Let them like God, you, you kind of hampered them a little bit by having these other other supporting characters that really don't help them or don't yeah. elevate them at all. Like they're doing a lot of the work. And this is why I feel that, that Mia Goff at the end did a little too much because I think she felt like, yo, I have to like, especially in that kind of third act, which she was a major part of being like the conflict, right? Yeah. Like she might've felt that she needed to, you know, to hold too much, you know, to, to kind of hold the load way too much in comparison to what the others were doing. And I think was that's why I feel that I'm missing something. I think that's what it really is. But other than that, like the movie looked great. Yeah. And that's, um, see, that's the other yeah. thing. Like this guy feel, knows what he's doing when it yeah, comes to and it's you like, know, the camera you know, and stuff. So, yeah, I, you know, I feel so up my butt about it. Cause I'm like, you know, Oh, you should see it for the cinema. But it's but like, like, but also but we don't see that a lot. Right. Like yeah. folks, you guys know, you guys know us by now. we're in episode 138. You guys yeah. know by now how we roll. All right. We don't, we appreciate the artistry, right? But yeah. we 
we first and foremost deem story essential in any piece of cinema, right? You need to captivate us with a story. The visuals will help and will um, elevate and will follow, but the story has to be there. This one has it there, right? But then the story is so fucking weird that you're like, ah, oh, what? There's something there that needs There's to be there, you yeah. know? And it, like, it you're sucks stuck you thinking th- about it and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know? And that's that's why I'm so confused about it because Skarsgård's acting his ass off in this. Yeah. You know, like when he's going all Northman on his double, you know, and it's like, ah, and it's like, yeah. I remember. Then, I'm like, oh, you practiced that, didn't you? Yeah. On some and peasants. They, you know, have like, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and like I was mentioning the, the shot of his face when he watches his double die, stuff like that. It's like, you know, he's really, really going in there. But then, you know, then you have like the drug, you have the orgy scene, you have like the, and yeah. Uh, you know what, yeah. too? Like, and you have that scene with, where Mia Goth has them smell these things. I wish they would have gotten more into like what they were doing. And like, because it, it looked like witchcraft for a second. I'm like, yo, what is she doing here? Like, yeah. Is this like, a ritual? Yeah, really interesting, yeah. dude. You know, yeah. like, um, and like, that's why I thought there was a deeper meaning behind those uh, people. Like, because it seemed like it, it was like a coven or a clan of something, especially with the the drugs they were using and stuff. I'm like, like, what are you guys doing here? Right. You know, and, you um, know but that but was just like some rich people doing rich people drugs. I rich guess people doing rich people things, <laughs> and like you know, at the end of the day, that's not you know, that's not inherently a bad story. You know, rich, rich elite. We, but also, we have seen a lot of those right elite assholes. You know, doing things. We've yeah, seen a it's lot not of a redeeming lately. story, like in any sense of the word at all, because even Skarsgård's character. He's not um, that redeeming type of character either. Oh, yeah. He's like he's, this he's dude who's mooching off terrible. his wife, right? <laughs> yeah, he's immediately terrible, which is great, you know. Yeah. So, but that's yeah, that's what it is. There are lots of compelling things in this movie. There are lots of good things here, but at the end of the day, like, does it come together? Hmm. Right? Like, I don't know the answer to that. You know, it doesn't fall apart, right? There like, we it, go. That's it. The doesn't best way totally to put it. fall apart. Even yes. though I have a lot of questions, everything was still kind of concentrated there, right? Like, yeah. I, like I wasn't grabbing off uh, out of these plot holes and stuff. Like, I'm questioning the the package itself. Like, yes, like and we're not. What kind we're of not. Paper is this? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, and we're not sitting here going, "Oh, the imagery here represents this thing," or we're no. like, "This no. is all. This is all before analyzing any of it." This mm-hmm. is all straight up saying what's in the movie and what it's doing, right? Yeah. So this is all before, oh, what could the orgy scene mean? What could all this mean? No, it's this is literally like even before the analysis. So like in that sense, it still holds together. It's still got yeah. a story. It's yeah. got cool visual shits in there. Cronenberg, like you said, obviously knows how to use a camera. You know, yeah, like there are lots of cool shots in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's better than his dad's previous one. What was it called? Oh, um, yeah, you saw that one, right? Viggo Mortensen. Um, yeah, Crimes yeah. of the Future, right? Yeah, yeah, Crimes of the Future, and not Body of Evidence. Um, that's the Madonna movie with Willem yes. Dafoe. Yes, but Madonna was <laughs> super hot. But yeah, um, but, but Body of Evidence sounds like a, a very good title for Crimes of the Future. Um, yeah, because that movie yeah. was full of bodies and evidences and stuff. But yeah, but um. At least text. Well, we can just wrapping up this whole conversation and this awesome double feature here. Um, at least we have a bright new filmmaker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that can that is very able and capable, right? Absolutely. Um, uh, he he has to rein in his stories a little bit, but we know that at least he's headed in the right direction, folks. And uh, who who's heading the right direction? 
We are because of you guys. Thank you for listening, folks. This has been episode 138 of the Morgan Official Course Feed Podcast. I am Arturo Padilla, the guy beyond the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. And a big shout out goes out to Del Virus for our artwork and our brand new logo. If you guys haven't noticed, we looked very spiffy in this one. And a big shout out goes out to you folks for listening. We have 137 of these episodes for you, plus some scary world and plus some scripts. Crips. <laughs> and uh, anywhere you can catch the podcast, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, anywhere you can catch a live feed of a podcast, we are there. You can catch us on YouTube as well. Like, subscribe, and share. You can catch us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Twitch. Freaking, we're everywhere for you guys. And folks, just remember, it's a scary world out there, but we are here to walk you through it.